Hey, this is Michael with your train guide. Hey, thank you for coming back to this second post in my three post series. I want to help you move the needle for your church and uh, through branding. You know, branding is perception. It's how people perceive your church. And right now you have a brand. The big question is, is it the right brand? Are people saying the right things about your church? Well, in this series, I want to make sure that happens, that that people see your church the way it's supposed to be seen according to the vision that God has given you. So the three-part series, I'm calling it Three Ways to Transform Your Church's Brand to Attract More People. We just know that when you get more people showing up at your church, they're going to hear the message that you have. And we just believe that life change is going to take place and amazing things are going to happen as a result of that. So I sent out a survey a little while back. And in the survey, I asked, what is the biggest thing that you're struggling with when it comes to branding your church? And Pastor Stan replied, and his reply kind of summed it up really well. Um, he said that they f- he felt like his church is the best kept secret in town and he doesn't want to be. So how do we not do that? How do we not be the best kept secret in town? So I'm presenting three ways uh, in this series of posts, uh, three big ideas that, you know, working as an agency owner for quite some time, uh, helping churches to rebrand. These are the three things that I've seen help churches really break through and start to see more people uh, showing up on a regular basis. Number one, you have to present the benefit that you offer them. So again, this is a marketplace uh, idea. Um, You have to present the benefit. Uh, We talked about that benefit being belonging uh, in in the first part of the series. Uh, If you can just get that messaging across, like this is a place where you belong. Belong is just a wonderful word or just help people feel like they can be a part of what's happening at the church because people have a desire for that. Number two, we're going to jump into this more in depth today, but we have to relate to your city. Um, there's several things we can do to help us relate, to be uh, viewed as being relevant to the lives of people. We're going to talk about two of those ways uh, here today um, in, in this video. Now, number three, we're going to get to it later on, but we're going to show the results that you provide. And really what this is, is just showing social proof, you know, that people actually are loving and enjoying the church and that real significant change and um, benefits are being seen as being part of the church. So uh, those are the three big ideas. So as an agency owner, I've worked with all different kinds of churches. And in the last video, I talked about some of the results that I've been so privileged to be a part of. Um, There was Go Church, who uh, I helped to rebrand, and they saw a 30% increase after our rebranding process of people, more people coming to their church. Vibrant Church was a church plant, or is a church plant. I'm actually a part of this church plant down in South Florida. And uh, because of the branding and some of the things we did, we were able to raise over $400,000 to help us plant this church in South Florida, where 93% of people don't go to church on a regular basis. And then there was uh, Evangelistic Center. We talked about them and how after after our rebranding process that we went through uh, with them, they were able to see a significant increase in giving because of the clarity we were able to provide. Today, we're going to jump into this, this idea of how do we relate to our city? So how, how, do, we, how do we help them realize that we are, we are actually for them? They, they, they see the need for your church in their life. So in the survey, another question was asked. And the second question was, what is the most important brand consideration beyond the church name. 
So again, a really good question. We had several questions come through. This was just another really good one. Um, so here's a, here it is. Here, here's my answer. The top two things that you need to focus on after your church name is figured out, that's important to get done, um, is, is your logo and your tagline. So your logo design needs to be relevant and you have to get it right. And then you have to have a good tagline. And uh, the tagline really positions your church in the minds of your audience. So we're gonna to get to tagline here in just a second, but let's let's tackle logo design first. So typically when people think about church branding or just branding, you think logo. Well, it's more than a logo, but let's start with the logo because this is the thing that people will see the most of your brand. It goes on everything. It goes on the website. It goes on a postcard mailer. It goes on everything. So you need to make sure that this is one of those areas. You just have to get it right. Get a, get a professional to do it. Uh, and, and make sure you do it right. And, and I want to give you some tips so that you choose the right logo design. So if you're a, if you're a church leader out there and um, you, maybe you're designing it, that's great. I want to give you these tips to help you design it. But if you're choosing a logo design that, that you're having somebody else create, here's what you have to look out for. I'm going to be using Mosaic Church here as my example. Um, but the logo design has to be simple. It's got to be simple. In fact, as a designer, I, um, I, I was trained. I remember this, you know, going through design school. <laughs> um, you, you want to take away as much as you possibly can. Like the, the best logos, commu communicate an idea, have an idea uh, that you're communicating visually, but you take away as much as you possibly can until you can't take away anything more and all that's left is, is what's necessary. So it has to be simple. Uh, it can't have drop shadows and pictures and uh, other th type. It has to be a very, very simple design so that it looks like a rubber stamp. Just, just imagine a rubber stamp. You just, you just throw it on everything. You just place it wherever it needs to go. It's a rubber stamp, one color. You know, it could just go on anything. So um, the second idea is that it needs to be a vector, a vector design. So this means that it is not a pixel design. So um, pixels get enlarged, and when, when those in, when especially when you're trying to enlarge something, uh, you begin to see graininess happen, and you can't really place it on everything, and you can't scale it. But a vector-based design is something that is infinitely scalable. You can design it to place on anything. So if you if you have a simple design, and it's also vector-based, you'll have the flexibility to be able to use it on all different kinds of media. And that's number three. It, the logo design has to work on all kinds of media, on printed things that you could put on maybe a t-shirt, uh, on the website. It needs to work on video. It has to work on all different types of media. So again, if you're simple, if you're designing it as a vector, then you're going to have the simple design that's going to work on all different types of media so that you'll get the, uh, the branding to, to be sticky. It'll be um, something that people will recognize. It, you'll be able to put it on everything. And that's what creates a really, really good logo. So on the design side of things, we want to take a look at a few different ideas. There are four different types of logos. And I want to teach you these, these logos. So, um, so again, if you're, if you're trying to get a logo designed for your church and uh, maybe somebody turns in something that they created in Photoshop, uh, you need to reject the logo. It's not the right thing. Photoshop is a pixel-based program. So make sure it's designed in Adobe Illustrator, which is a vector-based program. So again, I want to I want to give you the tools that you need to then have the right logo designed for your church. Here's the second thing you need to know. There's four different types of logos. There's a word mark where the, the letters are the logo. So if you think of Disney, 
the letters are the logo. There's a combination mark where there's a, there's a, there's a symbol with the, with the letters, with the word that go with it. Um, so that's a combination mark. There's a, there's a symbol. The symbol is just that. It's one thing that symbolizes the entire organization. So uh, Harley Davidson, the, the, the shield thing, it's, it's a symbol, but it actually is the logo uh, for the company. Um, and then there's a letter mark. So a letter mark is just the, 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 the letters of the name of the organization that now becomes your logo. So if you think about GE, General Electric, GE, the G and the E is the logo. It's in a circle and it's G and E. So if you're aware of the different types of logos, again, you can choose the right style for your church. Um, I like the combination mark for churches. So if you take a look at the Mosaic logo that we designed uh, for Mosaic Church, again, a great church. We loved working with these guys. Pastor Yosef is amazing, has an amazing team that I got to work with, uh, with a, a great vision for the city. They want to bring all different types of people from all different backgrounds together. And uh, this design really came out of that big idea. How do we tell that story, represent that story to the city of like all different types of people coming together to form the church, the Mosaic Church? Uh, it was a beautiful thing. So simple design, vector-based. We used a combination mark um, that has the, a mark with the words together. So this gives a lot of flexibility where we, we can use the mark by itself. So you can see the mark being used by itself, but also you can use it together. So lots of flexibility. That's why I really like the combination mark for churches um, most of the time. Um, the next thing we need to figure out is what... Based on your audience, what's the style of logo design that needs to take place? So again, a, giving this information to a, a graphic designer, it's, it's going to help them hit the, hit the nail on the head. If you can give them this, this information, if, you can, if you're the designer, you can work with this information, it's going to help you get further faster. So just determine, are you a classic brand, something that's maybe a little bit more traditional? So it's really based on your audience. So are, is your audience more of a traditional background where they kind of gravitate towards that more traditional feel? Are they more modern? Like they, they want something for today, their life today that's relevant. Maybe those sermons that you uh, pre present at your church are very uh, relevant for today, um, whatever, whatever that starts to look like. Uh, or is it more trendy um, where you can kind of push the envelope a little bit with the design and maybe you're reaching a, an audience that's a little bit more trendy in how they uh, respond to things. They like trends. So uh, just kind of determine what is that? Is it, are you more classic? Is your audience going to respond to classic, to more modern, or to more, more trendy? Um, modern, again, is kind of the thing that I find works well with most churches. So once again, the mosaic design, I would consider more modern. Um, it doesn't have a religious feel to it. Um, and it's not too trendy. It's, it can stick around for quite some time and represent well to a community, a, a broad range of people in the community. And again, based on their vision to reach all different backgrounds and bring them together as one church, uh, we felt like the modern approach would be a great approach. Um, it's, it's authentic to the vision that, that, is, that is Mosaic Church. So uh, a lot of times I get um, some things that pop up in my post, in my, my feed, and people are asking, what? Why do we need to focus on branding? Like, why, why do we need to care about advertising? Can't, can't God just bring people to the church? Why, why should we spend money on, you know, getting this stuff right? Um, 
why don't we put that money towards something that, that helps somebody? And so I just wanted to take a moment to say, hey, branding's important because it's really, it's a tool. It's a tool that helps us um, reach our city. It's a tool that helps our city know why um, we're there and how we can help them. And, and you know, I'm just gonna take a look at the Bible through my, my branding goggles just, just for a moment. Uh, I think about uh, Goliath, like God wanted to defeat Goliath, you know, in, in, in this, this kind of scenario here, but he used David. And, and then David had a tool, which was a slingshot to then defeat Goliath. So God wants to reach our city. He wants to use us to do it. Like, and, and we need tools to help us do that. Um, Moses. So we take a look at Moses. God wanted to, to free his people, the, the Israelites. He used this guy. His name was Moses. And Moses had a tool, which was a staff. And he did a whole bunch of stuff with the staff. So again, he wants to use us to reach the city. That's, and then we can use this thing called branding to help us uh, as a tool to then be able to reach our city. Um, and I even think about uh, in, the, in the New Testament, there, there's Paul. And uh, in Acts chapter, chapter 17, it tells us about him going to the city of Athens, which was a really trendy city. I mean, the Bible gives us amazing details like that. And they worship all different types of gods. And so Paul was walking through the city and he saw this, this, all these idols, all the different gods, like thousands and thousands of gods and idols uh, to each one of them. And there was even an idol to an unknown God, just, just in case they missed anything. There's like an unknown God one. And so Paul saw that. And when he had a chance to present to the city, he used the unknown God as a way to introduce Jesus to the city. He used the culture to then present Jesus. And I think it's just a wonderful example of how we are doing the same thing as the church today. We're being aware of the culture around us and we're using what they can understand to then present a gospel message that's gonna transform them into something truly amazing. That's what branding does. It just helps us to reach our city, to cut through the noise. It's a tool that we can use and um, that's just a wonderful way to, to, to view what, what it is and why we should care about it. And, and a tagline is another piece of that tool. So a tagline is, is eight, uh, four to eight words. I say four to eight, it can give, give or take, that positions our church as a solution to their problem. So there is um, like the people in our city. It, it's, it's our solution to a, a problem that they have. So it's not religious. The tagline isn't like a vision statement or a mission statement, which may speak internally about the church and what we're all about. The tagline is it's an external marketing tool that positions our church as a solution in our city. So let's, let's take a look at a few tagline examples that we might all be aware of. So just do it. That's Nike, right? Their, their tagline positions themselves as the brand. If you just want to get in shape or do something with your life, like look at Nike, look at our products, look at our shoes. Uh, think different. That's Apple computers. So they're appealing to people that are artists and creative people. Think different. Uh, finger licking good. That's KFC, right? Did you get that one, KFC? Um, America runs on Duncan. Dunkin' Donuts, right? So they, they're, they're just positioning themselves in our minds. I'm loving it. 
So that's McDonald's. And again, they're posi- when you hear those words, it's like, oh man, it kind of brings up a feeling. You see some images, you might see some golden arches. Um, it positions ourselves well. So let's, let's um, to, to solve a problem in the minds of people. So the, what I see happening most of the time in church worlds is that we, we, we have these statements that we put out there as a church. And most churches present a statement that speaks about who they are not about the solution that we provide. So um, we need to pivot and we need to present something into the world that positions ourselves as a solution. So here's some examples. Vibrant Church, this is our church down here in South Florida. We, this is our tagline. Live a better story. We just believe that people in our city want and they need to live a better story than the story they're living now. Um, here's another one. Experience better life. Here's another one. Know God, live with purpose. Or another one, live for more. So there, there's several of these taglines. Uh, release the greater you. Live your best life where possibilities are realized. So just, those are just a few, some of the brands that I've uh, had the privilege of working with. And when we boil down to the very basics of what they, they're doing for their city, this is kind of what came out and this is how we position it. So the way you use your tagline is you might have a version of your logo where that tagline is built into it. So with Mosaic Church, we have this, I call it a badge type of a look. It's, it looks like, kind of like a badge. Uh, it has Mosaic Church, has a logo, Mark built into it, and it has a tagline all built into it. So now we can place this on a lot of different things. It looks great and it's very flexible. The tagline is baked into it and we can present it. We want to make sure the tagline is on our website. So it should be like at the very top of the website. You know, you see the, the logo in the upper left and then right below that on the, on the main banner right there on our homepage should be the tagline that helps people understand very quickly, this is how we benefit you. So um, on, your, on our facilities, in our facilities, we should have signs that have our tagline on it. Very large signs, think like 10 foot by 10 foot, huge signs that just has like our tagline on it right in the lobby or one of the main uh, areas of the church. So again, as soon as people come in, they begin to realize how our church needs to be positioned in their minds as a benefit to them. So before they hear the sermon, before they, they talk to the pastor, like let's communicate that really well uh, so that they, they begin to understand this. And again, this is, this is the power of branding. When we begin to think about these things intentionally, we begin to get the right perception in the minds of our, our city and uh, they'll respond to it. They'll come. They'll, they'll want to be a part of what's going on. A lot of times, too, I, I, get, I, asked, I get asked, isn't branding just way too expensive? Isn't, doesn't it cost a lot? I mean, if you look into some branding agencies and some of the stuff that websites and logos and some of this stuff costs, you might be like, wow, this is, this is a lot of money. We could be using that money for something different uh, in, in our church. But what I want to say to that is that it's, it's really just about investing. So Vibrant Church is a church plant, again, that, that I'm a part of down in South Florida. At this time, it's about a year old. We're about a year into it. Um, before we started, though, we, we focused on how do we build a really clear brand? And because of that, we created, you know, a bunch of visual things, logos, website, even a little like a magazine that we would take around. Pastor Brandon took this around. He would talk to different people about, hey, I have this vision. It's amazing. Here's this. uh, Here's what it looks like. 
And through that, he was able to raise over $400,000 to plant this church. I mean, that is, that's ridiculous. <laughs> over $400,000 to, to be part of this church, plant, to, to go into this church plant in South Florida. So we saw some amazing results. You know, branding was a part of that. Um, so branding is that it's, it's an investment to help your church cut through the noise. There's a lot of things that are fighting for the attention of the people in your city. We have an enemy that wants to uh, distract them. They, he doesn't, you know, our enemy doesn't want people to come to our church. And, and we can cut through the noise by getting clear about who we are so they can see the benefits that we can provide them and ultimately build trust so that they decide to show up. And when they show up, they begin to say, I like it here. So it, it creates an alignment. So what they see online and what they experience in person creates, an, there's an, ali an alignment there and uh, it builds trust. And it, it's, a, it's a really powerful tool for us to use as a church. I used to work at an agency doing this stuff for, you know, uh, different types of products and services. And man, I just love that I get to do this for, for churches because we have the greatest thing to present to our city. And I want to see us get this right. In the next video, um, I want to present to you another idea to help you build trust. And this is the third idea that, that we're talking about. So today we talked about how do we relate and uh, how, about how a logo and a great tagline helps us to relate to our audience very quickly. And in the third video, I want to show you uh, how, do we, how do we build trust so people actually show up. And then when they do show up, they say, I want to be a part of this. So I'm excited about that. Um, join me for another post coming here in the next, um, in the next uh, few days. And I want to uh, just share with you uh, what that big idea is and unpack it for you even more. So please leave a comment on this video right below this video. Leave a comment. I'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that was presented or even any questions that you have. Thanks for joining me. My name is Michael Persaud with Church Brand Guide. I'll see you in the next post.